Peace, love, and fucking butterflies. It's Juanita, and most of you may know me from TikTok. I'd like to thank you all for stopping by and lending me an ear. I appreciate you guys so much and any measure of support that you send my way. Today, I just have a few things I want to share with you guys and probably challenge some thought processes and things that you do in your routine. My first word will be discipline. So if I can share a bit more about my journey as it unfolds, I've begun selling t-shirts. I've been more intentional in my crafting. Some may know that I sew and I've been sharing these things with you guys via social media. And I also have some items on my website for the soul.net. And I've been learning. Oh, <laughs> have I been learning? See, one thing that's true in all things, if you want to succeed, you must commit to failure. I have to be quiet and still in my learning curves. I have to sit with those frustrations and know that what I'm after, I'm going to get. I shall succeed. And this moment of defeat is so temporary. I shared with my TikTok audience a couple days ago how I was just so depleted and in need of encouragement because learning curves, even though you know they're coming, it does not make them feel any better once they greet you because they can be a pain in the ass, right? If I could speak candidly, but they are oh so necessary. Because if all things came easy or quote unquote natural, would we really care enough to take the cautions and the care of the things that we have learned? Probably not. There would be no stories of overcoming and no success journeys to share with the world that some people need to hear sometimes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I feel like those who succeed in something. And all we see is their success. It almost makes them look silver spoon fed. Believe me, I will always share my head banging moments. My ah, fuck this moments. All of those in between moments. And when I actually make it according to my standard. We will stand and celebrate and remember all of the moments that brought us the bigger moment so I've been learning discipline and I know I often operate from this creative brain where chaos is king and I don't need structure and just let me go with my inspiration please (laughs) it's great it feels good but it doesn't always yield the results that's needed in order to be consistent you need some level of discipline We do not have to neglect a creative mindset in order to implement structure and discipline. You have to creatively find a routine that works for you. And I'm proud to say that that's what I've been doing. But amongst this journey, it made me think about others who are on their own journey, who get to those moments of learning curves. And they're like, you know what? It's not worth it. What I was doing was working before. Do I really need to change something? And only you can determine if you need to change something. But if it's out of stubbornness, and if if it's out of a thought process that you're not willing to shake or shape, you might need to rethink some things. 
But don't give up. Even if you have to change directions or courses or whatever, play around with it until you find what's befitting for you. If you have a passion, a strong idea, or something of that nature, you owe it to yourself to see it through. So I would like to share with you all, as far as sewing goes, I learned how to sew a pillow in the sixth grade. And then there was never anything after that. Most of us, you know, 30s and above, we remember home ec. We also remember when it was taken out of school. So roughly around my mid-20s, I began sewing by hand, just as a coping skill. I had a lot of postpartum depression. I needed somewhere to put stagnant energy. I needed to sit in creativity that did not rely on somebody else's assistance or others to be quiet and still so I can think and etc. So I would just sew. And at the time I was married to the father of the children that lives in my house. <laughs> and he, he was on a moving job and came home with all of these sewing things. And I'm like, yippee, this is a gold mine. And so I just sewed like pillows by hand and Time went on and I would pick it up and put it down, pick it up and put it down. So about six years ago, I sold a pair of shorts by hand. Of course, they weren't perfect. I knew nothing of patterns. I'm like, I got this and I couldn't fit them. So I don't got this. Okay. All right. But I'm still proud. Right. And I send them to one of my best friends because she's so she's so tiny. She's smaller than me. And she's like, yeah, these are too big. And I was like, oh, man. And so the other day, her and I were on FaceTime and I'm just in my sewing room so-and-so and so on and she's like I'm glad you stuck it out I remember those shorts you made for me I remember this and I remember that and a lot of people as far as social media goes where I began to share my journey was at the start of the pandemic and honey oh have I grown from then too <laughs> that's when I was really able to buy sewing machines and really just get into my craft because I had been hand sewing I started with laptop sleeves and pillows by hand. And I'm like, yeah, this is a lot of time. <laughs> so I bought a sewing machine and then I started making book bags and etc. And over the last year, I kind of jumped into, okay, I'll start making clothes. Clothes are intimidating, honey. You have to know how much work goes into that. And she says, yeah, I'm glad you stuck it out. And I, girl, so am I. And I hope, I hope for whoever needs it, you can hear the encouragement there, you can hear that it's not going to be easy, baby. I've cried over seams. I've screamed with the seam ripper. I've cursed out some things. I would often tell people, your item was made with love, swear words, and a whole lot of frustration. <laughs> but nonetheless, it is a labor of love. It is a passion for me. It is something that I have so many plans for and I am committed to the journey, no matter how hard, how tedious it is. Furthermore, when you're on a journey like this where it takes a lot of commitment and creating just does, whatever type of business you may be in, takes a lot of time, a lot of commitment. You'll learn and see those who are really for you. Friends, family, supporters, consumers, etc. So like I said, over the last few days, I've been 
locked in my sewing room and one of my best friends has been on FaceTime faithfully keeping me company. So this is where I'll swing subjects a little bit because her and I just had some woman discussions. And I also had a young lady from TikTok ask me for advice for ladies and trying to navigate their 20s. So me and my friend were just kind of talking. And I was talking about how I've been so into sewing and things like that. And, you know, Bay is away on work. And I intended to jerk off the other night, but I just didn't get around to it. I was being lazy. And I finally just went to sleep. So we started talking about sex drive and things like that. So to share a piece of my personal story, I had two C-sections six and seven years ago as a black woman in the medical industry. Well, excuse me, as a medical patient and being a black woman, we understand the experimentation that often ensues. So I had a bad spinal tap. I also had my tubes tied six years ago and I've noticed so many changes and these changes usually present themselves when my menstruation begins. It's so painful and baby, I can feel when it rains and don't let me pick up anything too heavy or walk too fast because, oh, is somebody cutting me from the inside out? Why does this feel like that? So I um, started going to doctors and just hoping to get some answers. And the best they could guesstimate is that my C-section scar had grown or closed itself into my bladder. Now, my C-sections were 10 months apart, so there was not enough healing the first time around. There were just so many factors involved. And so, like I told my friend, I had been having issues where my breasts were just hurting so bad. And usually around cycle time, so I thought nothing of it. But then it kept happening at random. So I brought it up to my lover, and we kind of did some research and some learning, and we stumbled upon usually if your breasts are painful a lot of the times it's because of lack of estrogen so I had to do some more digging and realize I have all the signs of a woman with little less estrogen or estrogen problems whatever and I have been looking into supplements that I can take because of another thing that I've been realizing since my last c-section six years ago is my sex drive it's just Initially, I'm not there. You can get me there. You can take me there, baby, whatever you want to do. But if you're waiting for me, it's usually that dog in heat right before my cycle begins. And it has gotten better because another thing I had to learn is it also has a lot to do with my partner. So the significant other that I have now is just... Hats off to him. I am so happy that I found him. I am without words. Yes. Yes, I am happy. I've learned a lot of the things that I thought were wrong with me were not wrong with me, so to speak. I had been settling, settling in, in a lot of places. And so ladies, gentlemen, whoever, do not settle. If you're not satisfied, if, if your body is not responding in a certain way, you need to listen. So uh, finding out that I didn't have estrogen brought me to a lot of different things of discovery and having to do some things differently so that all things can be pleasurable and comfortable and etc. But it was also good to know that I just wasn't completely fucked up as a woman because it did play on my womanhood. Mentally, it was like, oh my God, I feel less than a woman and why and how do I fix this and why me and all right enough of the violins, Juanita, enough.
there's enough things in this world to get around whatever you're dealing with and you can get through it. And now it's like, it's okay. It is okay. So my friend and I, like I told her, I was supposed to masturbate the other night because sometimes I have to pleasure myself simply because I had just strayed from masturbation pretty much ever. I wasn't interested, you know, and it it brought me to the thought that when we teach our children about the birds and the bees, Lord, can we fix that? Because what? The, how did that become the title? But when we teach them about those things, we only teach them about that where it's involving another person. We don't teach self-pleasure. We don't teach masturbation. And I wholeheartedly believe, especially for young girls, if we knew these things, if we took time and explored ourselves, there would be less single mothers. There would be less headaches less poor excuses for love because a lot of those emotions that we feel we believe that man brings to us through his penis and we may not be able to say that or even understand why it would be articulated as such some may know the term digmatized <sighs> but baby once you learn that you can do better for you if not just the same of course there are other things that have us loving our men and or women and dealing with the things that we deal with from our partners. But I just would love to challenge us as a whole to teach our children, especially our daughters, that pleasuring self is not to be the taboo that it is. To understand that is a space that should have time taken with and there should be mounds of exploration. You should know you better than anyone else. So I often share with people that for a long time, and I've heard, and it's crazy because I've heard it from so many women. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it took a while for me to be able to say it because I thought something was wrong with me. But it was like, I don't think I've experienced the big O. And if I did, it's not always cracked up to be, you know, until, of course, finally, yes found the right person for me the person who listens to my body who doesn't just masturbate with my body but they make love to me honey they are sensual in their efforts and sex and love making begin so far before intercourse itself and I was like oh <laughs> okay I like <laughs> and then we also have to understand too a lot of times I think women believe that our orgasms are solely attached to the penis. We need a clitoral stimulation, honey. It's like that game controller where you have that code, that up, down, A, B, left, right shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. The woman's body is like that. You know, men, it's semi-simple. I mean, as long as they have a certain um, grip and up and down motion. For the most part, they can achieve what they're looking for. But speaking to the women, take time with yourself. Be boisterous to your partner. If it does not bring you pleasure, if it hurts, if you're uncomfortable, speak up. They cannot read our minds. And if you're with someone who does not take heed to the things you're saying, baby, change them out and get you another one. I say often, try on as many partners as you need until you find one that fits. I do not believe in hoes. I don't think we can shame somebody for what they choose to do with their body. If you're protecting yourself, 
and you're protecting others, if you're being smart and mindful of your endeavors, live your best life, honey, because I've lived mine. (laughs) And, you know, of course, throughout those years of that time in my life, again, I wasn't as educated for self. So I took my shorts. I stroked some egos. Not anymore. Not anymore. So I have to get intentional with my spaces, although I don't just wake up horny sometimes. I can get myself in the mood. I can remind myself how pleasurable it is to be in that space and just level out, whether I'm with my partner or whether I'm with myself. Just being there. And I talk to other women, and a lot of women say the same thing. They initially just didn't masturbate. And some some of me feels like it goes back to our childhood where we are conditioned with all of our, or with most of our schools of thoughts. If you're seen, t- seen touching yourself, you'll be corrected and reprimanded or whatever. Instead of somebody actually breaking into that curiosity with you and just explaining what you're experiencing. I can remember being a teenager, I think, or maybe middle school. And I had been tending to my hygiene, cleaning up my lady parts. And I had just somehow applied pressure to my clit. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. What? (laughs) What is that? Oh, I like it. (laughs) And it's just like, wow. Okay. So I need to I need to learn me because nobody's teaching. On the flip side, everything we know in life is taught. So we have to kind of sit in that contradiction because we have to equip our children our youth with life itself and life is just not paying bills and getting a good job it's about loving you honey you won't even touch you you have to love you and through trauma I went through this whole process of not liking certain aspects of sex I didn't like the way my lady parts looked because I felt like this goddamn life sentence (laughs) I didn't understand the beauty of what I possessed I didn't understand the power and just self-power, not power over people or, oh, I'm better than power in myself, baby. That one flip of a switch, I can calm the fuck down. I can turn up. I can find my sexy. I can love me. And not just with that, but I had to begin to do mirror work. Just looking at my body in general. And I gave birth at the age of 17 They don't prepare you for what you mentally are walking into. The body of a 16-year-old at 17 becomes a body of a 30-something. You're like, oh, hell no. (laughs) I want to wear a tube top. I want to wear a bikini. And that's how I got to the place that, baby, you're going to see these stretch marks because I'm not ashamed. And I love me. And I've done the work. See, I've gotten naked in my mirror, put on some slow music, and I've danced with myself. And I've looked at all the parts of me that I thought were disgusting, baby. And I said, yeah, I see you, baby. I see you. Yeah, you are beautiful. And I embraced myself. And I did that to where it didn't need to end in sex for me to be okay being naked, to be comfortable. I had to spend time with me. And now anybody else who is in that same space, I challenge you to spend time with you. Even if you choose not to dance, stand in the mirror naked. Love on the parts that you hate the most. Because one thing be true, if you ain't going to do nothing about it, you better learn to love it. Okay? My stretch marks ain't going nowhere and I'm not paying 
to have them quote unquote corrected. I'm good. Love. I'll enjoy. <laughs> and that's and it takes time. And it does not fix itself. Sometimes I can walk past the mirror like, oh child, why you wear that out the house? Because I'm pressure, bitch. That's why. Don't you doubt don't you down yourself. Make the adjustments in your wardrobe and your garment that you need to, but double back and be like, yes, honey. You better work. Sometimes you got to pep talk yourself because you spend enough time in the public, you'll hear all of the whispers or the stares and you can get lost in them. And if you're not careful, you'll catch yourself whispering and staring. And baby, I got to tap me on the shoulder. Are you judging these people that's living in their truth? How dare you? Yeah, I have no problem getting with me. It's one thing to have a good laugh, but at the expense of what and who? Because what if they were laughing at you? These are things I have to think about. These are things I have to call myself to the mat for because I don't want to be that person. And I'm not going to be. So if I may sum up things for my ladies in their 20s, first of all, Love on you. Rid yourself of society's timeline. Motherhood is not for everybody. The working world is not for everybody. Whatever your thing is. Lay the foundation for preparation, baby, and go get that. You deserve it. Get you a strong group of friends and understand quantity over quality. But before you go gathering, look inward and make sure you are a damn good friend yourself. Understand that a significant other is not your validation. You are woman. You are whole. All by yourself, girl. I see you. And you got this. If you don't know what you want out of life, if you don't know where you belong, deep breaths, it's okay, child. You're still a child. The things for most of us, once we cross over to 30, that become true. We're not even a thought in our 20s. That person you are now, you will not be always. Even if you feel like you're your best self, you will not be there always because better is on the horizon. Please understand the brain does not fully mature until about age 26 or 27. And if I can let you in on a little secret, baby, even after your 30s, you still going to do dumb shit. It's okay. <laughs> it is okay. Fuck up. Enjoy yourself. And you will see that once you actually cross over and you make it per your standard, you'll have those moments where you'll be like, damn, I had more fun when I had less shit. When I didn't know what was going on. So I'm asking you to hold on to your moments that are in front of you. I can go on and on about ways to navigate your 20s. Unfortunately, most of us don't learn until we feel it. Feel your moments. Heal the parts of you that hurt. Listen to your inner self, your inner child, and live your best life. Give you someone to be proud of. Stop living for others. Stop people-pleasing. Stop depleting yourself as a resource when you're in need yourself. And baby, let me tell you something. If you're in need, then say that. Social media has us believing that the strong friend always goes overlooked. 
But when is the strong friend going to say they need help, honey? We got to think about that. And I had to sit with myself there, too, because I was right on that bandwagon with everybody else until you realize you don't get what you need if you don't ask for it. Baby, ask and you shall receive. It's as simple as that. Another thing for my ladies in my 20s, do not use social media as a medium to compare where you're not or where you should be or where you're headed to. Baby, enjoy the entertainment and keep it moving because a lot of people have no problem showing the glitz and glam and forgot to post that picture of them up at 2 o'clock in the morning crying. When the bills were disconnected, when there was no food in their refrigerator, they forgot to post that and share it with the world. But as people, of course, we want to put our best foot forward. So, yes, check me out on Cancun's Beach, honey. Never mind the fact that my car got repoed before I came here and I don't really have a ride home from the airport. Yes. Yes, baby, don't sit in comparison because you don't know what you're comparing to. Understand your words are your manifestations. Watch where you put your mouth, honey. And that's a metaphor. Go get everything you deserve. Create everything you desire to be. It's your world, baby. The world is truly your oyster. And until you can actually take heed and put you first, you will be of disservice to everything else you assist. Spend time in quiet. Read some books, baby. Turn off the ratchet TV from time to time, but you don't have to do away with it altogether. But learn to take breaks. Learn to shift your mental. Learn to listen to yourself. Learn to speak up for yourself, honey. If you, All of us do not have that ability naturally. And some of us experience certain things where we just lose it. We lose our voice. And then we're clawing at people-pleasing. Until we become so frustrated that we're screaming, oh my fucking God, leave me alone. Oh, baby. Shh, 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 shh. See, you you dug that trench and then you set yourself in there. But I'm going to end with that thought because I don't want the advice to be too much. That nobody can unpack it and actually utilize it. I would love for you guys to bring any feedback you have, any topics you would like to discuss. And I want to thank you again for your ear, for your hearts and your time, for your soul, baby. As I stated earlier, merchandise is now, <clears throat> I'm sorry, on the website, forthesoul.net. And stay tuned because my book will be dropping real soon. I will be in Detroit on Memorial Day 2022. My com- headlining on my comedy tour. Peace, love, and fucking butterflies. <laughs>